Warning, this podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. I'm Leah Bross. And I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And this is a very special episode of Movie Virgins. And we have stayed up extra late to record this episode because I couldn't get our fucking audio shit to work. Anyway. You guys, it's like 8.30 at night. It's so late and very close to our bedtimes. Um, So, this very special episode is on 1917. Um, This year's Oscar winner (laughs) for Best Picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As I so boldly announced at the end of our last episode. Hey, Leah. Hey, Leah. Hey, Leah. Hey, Leah. Hey, when, you, when you came home and you were like, you guys, 1917 is going to win the Oscar. I was so positive that it was going to win. What, what did I say? Do you I recall? No, I don't. I actually don't. I blocked it out. You blocked it out entirely? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. usually what happens when I say something that's right and mm-hmm. you just choose to ignore it. I just ignore it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe what I said was, no, Leah, no. The but Academy, the Academy like does movies. not like war movies. And I may still be a little bit bitter about the whole Shakespeare in Love is a better movie than Saving Private Ryan thing. You would be right. Sure. I right be, to be bitter. Yes, right to be bitter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In fairness, I'm still bitter about the Russell Crowe thing too, so... So anyway, I did get to see 1917 at the Arclight Cinerama Dome in LA a couple weekends ago. The Cinerama Dome. And it was an incredible experience. I'd never been to LA. I'd never been to the Arclight Cinerama Dome. And I was very excited to go. And that experience watching 1917 was intense because the sound was incredible. Mm. The viewing experience was phenomenal. And so... Lindsay and I have just come back from the local Marcus Werenberg that's got heated seats. Oh, yeah. No, that I mean, recline. It's like eight degrees outside right yeah, now. So the arc light didn't have that. So. In for the heated seats. Um, however, the viewing experience wasn't quite the same. But I did come back from that thinking there's no way that it couldn't win. And, and it had, what, 10 nominations? And it did win for three. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more question. <sighs> Is it? Go ahead. It's. How many of the movies that were nominated this year <laughs> did you see? So I I haven't seen the winner, Parasite, right. uh-huh. but I did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's one. What else was nominated? 1917. I that's saw 1917. two. I think I've seen four. You refused to see The Marriage Story. I saw Little Women. I saw... Okay, Little Women. Did Knives Out get nominated? Because I saw that. Uh, No. Okay. So three. <laughs> okay. And not the winner. And not the winner. But it was... I was... the The... It was so good. I had such a good time watching it, and I don't typically like war movies, and it didn't feel... I mean, yeah, it felt like a war movie, but um, this, I will say the second time seeing it, it hit me more in the feels this time. Oh, really? Yeah. What did what did you... Well, I mean, what did you feel in your feels the first time? Like, you um, were just more taken with the cinematography I and everything? I think I was just kind of taking it all in, and the sound of it, and just, like, the way, like, yeah, that that it's that feels like one long take. Mm-hmm. I was adjusting to that. It was beautiful. It was incredible. And 
um, the, the score is just so moving. Um, and I think the moment that really hit me the most was when um, Blake is dying. Mm-hmm. That was the part. But I felt really emotional. Like, I actually cried when that happened this time around. I also cried um, at the end. There were there was, an, I think, when he's with the baby, I cried. When Schofield's with the baby. So, um, hmm. I it just, for whatever reason, yeah, just hit you. in that theater full of baby boomers coughing and whatever um didn't know how to turn their somebody's uh, phone kept buzzing it was off. so annoying um and there was none of that at the center of Don't. it was it was like just this oh, it was just really good there was nobody in that theater either i mean oh yeah it was like 10 p.m yeah. on a saturday i was kind of but there was nobody there um uh so yeah so <clears throat> that was kind of my first experience with it and i really wanted to watch it again um, and I thought it would be a fun to do like a very special episode. So that's why we're here. I guess I'm wondering because you you were adamant, wrong, but adamant <laughs> that it was, you know, as far as the Academy Awards are concerned, at least the best movie of the year. What made you think it was the best movie of the year or good enough for that award right. or just great? In so general? I knew that Little Women wasn't going to win. Um, I knew that Once Upon a Time, the odds were slim. I was really rooting for them, though. Um, and, and I, 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 I knew, I, for me, it was between Parasite and 1917, and the odds makers were saying that it was going to be 1917. I don't give a shit about odds makers. I'm asking you um, what you thought. I or guess. why you thought that. I mean, real talk. Yeah. Everybody's happy that Parasite won. I'm happy that Parasite won. But I was really surprised that the Academy gave it to them, because they're just a bunch of old farts, as far as I know. And it's kind of a big deal that, a film that wasn't made by Americans. And you think in- that, but in reality, it's just a big fucking political show. Is that? Yeah. I mean, it might be a great movie. I haven't seen it. It I may well I be deserving. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that I do believe the Academy Awards is just a bunch of political nonsense. Huh. But so me. anyway, uh, I've, like but I said, I've been feeling that way since Russell Crowe. I was con- I was convinced that after having seen it too, because I thought, oh, it's just another war movie. But then to see the way that it was done. I, it was fabulous. Yeah. So. so, yeah, what did you think of it? I liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really liked it. Was it the best movie that you've ever seen? No. Wow. <laughs> um, no, not the best movie I've ever seen. It's not the best war movie I've seen. Okay. Um, but it was really good. It was mm-hmm. It was really good. Um, I do think it was beautiful. It was beautifully shot. It was beautifully paced. Um, and I can definitely appreciate a film that takes you on a journey like that. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of kind of the, the slower moving stories. Um, the assassination of Jesse James, you know, mm-hmm. just in general, like the ones that just kind of maybe meander a little bit or seem to meander a little bit um, at times. But then you also have these times that just hit you over the head with, whether it's action or emotion or high stakes, the high stakes mm-hmm. stuff. Um, atonement comes to mind too. Another one like... that's just like, there's, it's slow and it's slow. You're not losing interest, but it's slow. And then there's just, bam, something that, whether it's whether it's action or emotion or what have you, there's just a moment of being really invested I, over and over again. I never felt like this was slow. I was never bored of it. When I say slow, I don't mean boring. I mean slow as in, like I said, it was beautifully paced. Mm. 
but it's a slower pace for sure especially when you think of it if you think of this as a war movie which you should mm-hmm. um it's it's a slower paced war movie because it's really about well it's one, one man. person right? right you're following this this one person well two two and then one yeah spoiler um, alert uh, i yeah i mean i it's i guess the first time i saw it i was so fascinated by the one take thing that i was really looking for where the takes began and ended and I was really paying attention to that. And this time I watched it, for whatever ignorant reason, I kept waiting for them to cut away from it and go, um, like, so, um, oh, fuck, I can't think of his name right now. But the hot priest is in it. He's the guy who splashes them with alcohol and says a few words before he sends them out with a flare to run across the front line. He was, like, the best the thing no man's in it. Land. He's hot priest? That's the hot priest. And yeah. he is, and the first time I saw it, I was laughing out loud at him. Oh, yeah. I was really surprised. No, the he was theater, great. The theater did, tonight was really quiet yeah um but he was hilarious and he was perfect yeah yeah he was uh, great. and so i guess when we're out with them and it's later on and they get across and they're about to shoot off the flare and he's like fuck you so and so lieutenant so and so um and i was like cut back to him cut back i want to see <laughs> when he sees the flare what does he do and i it's so silly because i knew they weren't going to do that and i think it was because i had seen it before and i knew it was going to happen so i was thinking beyond just what i was seeing in the moment because mm. the first time i was watching it i was like just in, in it, it just in it what the fuck is that guy's name I andrew andrew scott okay. he is there's another reason to watch Fleabag, Lindsay, because that guy's a fucking amazing. Yeah, I just, I hate being forced into somebody's perspective. I know, but th- he's also in a really great episode of Black Mirror from this last season. Yeah. So he's just good at everything. Yeah, oh no, I, I believe it. And I believe that uh, What's-Her-Face is great too. I just, mm-hmm. I couldn't make it through like the first 10 minutes of the first episode because I just, yeah, I, I just don't know you or care about you. I don't want to be inside your head. So he's probably, okay, so other things that I didn't notice the first time. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was Tom and Baratheon. Did you recognize him? Yeah. I didn't. I was like, I, he seems so familiar. I must just like the look of his face. <laughs> I, just, I must just, just like the a look sweet of boy. him. And then, and then I opened up to him. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Because I recognized Rob Stark oh, immediately. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I was like. And it was funny too because it was like kind of from a distance mm-hmm. that I was immediately like, Rob. <laughs> and then I went, oh God, he's lost his family again. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so terrible. So sad. Um, so, but they're both incredible in this. Um, mm. how do you feel about Benedict Cumberbatch? Mm. I, I think Benedict, 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 I think Benedict Cumberbatch is always great. Um, I, yeah, I think he's always great. I don't like the looks of him. He always kind of freaks me out. He has a very alien face to he's him. He's got beady eyes. And I'm scared of aliens. So there's something about him that I inherently find, um, upsetting to look at yeah but he is great he's he great. was really good in this kind of moment of i i gotta tell you i didn't think he was gonna call it off when he first gets in there i figured he would because he was with witnesses oh um, okay as he but was told to tell him i was just like fuck the first time i watched it it was so intense the first time i watched did you feel like intense uh, that intensity like yeah for sure chicky- and i think the more so in the beginning um like up through they're trying to get across that no man's land and yeah and, and once he made it into the city for me even though it was still intense it mm-hmm. certainly was and you know the trip down the river for sure is as well but i feel like i had been riding pretty high and mm-hmm. at that point once he started having the conversation with the french woman and everything i was able to kind of come down a little bit so i didn't feel it as much but 
Yeah. When they were making their way through in the beginning, for sure, all the way up until, and the whole time, the whole time they were at that farmhouse. And I'm like, why is there fresh milk? Somebody just milked that cow. Why? Where are the people? Like, what are you, why are you not paying <laughs> why attention? Why did the Germans come through, milk the cow, and leave? And left Chop the down the cherry trees, milk the cow, and left. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. How I'm that still milk upset got there about either. that. I am still really upset about that. I'm like, there's a family somewhere that was like <laughs> hiding in a bunker somewhere, and they're really pissed that you stole their milk. Unanswerable questions. How the fuck did the milk get? Yeah, that was intense. The from the like when he gets his hand oh, caught no. on the barbed wire and then I, he puts his this, hand through the guy. You understand? He died of infection weeks later. <laughs> there's no way around it. So did you pick up? Because from the very beginning, I'm like, what's Have you ever cut yourself on barbed wire before, by the way? have you? Yeah, it sucks. I sliced my ass open on barbed wire. What are you doing with your ass? Who puts their ass next to barbed wire? I didn't know it was there. I was a child. We were in the creek back behind our house. There was barbed wire near the creek? And there was... So this is the place where... Remember I told you about the cats? Um, The Uh wild cats went to live there. And there were like rocks and there was one rock that had like uh, a red carpet remnant over the top of it and we called that their throne and cookie ran away to join them for a while it was it was that place which mm-hmm. in our childlike memories was just a creek but in reality now looking back on it you know all of the drain pipes that we went through was really a sewer but anyway as we were making our way through it one day exploring there was a felled tree and for some reason, it had barbed wire wrapped around it. I don't know why. Teenagers, probably. Yeah. Kids doing something. I don't know. But I was making my way across it, and it, my shorts got caught on it and just <laughs> ripped into my butt. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's not like I you needed stitches or anything. And I didn't get a tetanus shot. Mm-hmm. No. Did your parents even know? I mean, I'm no, sure you're I didn't tell them. They didn't see the rip in your pants? Um, Maybe. I guess she probably would have at some point. Yeah. But I don't know. She probably just figured we were playing Playing somewhere. around and tore your pants. Yeah. I so, so the dangers anyway, of barbed wire yeah very yeah, real right. very real even outside of the trenches it's uh it's something to look Unsafe. out for yes but yeah so so i guess the action of it i was just i was so many things surprised me like i was just in the moment watching it the first time so when blake is stabbed yeah i was really just Ugh, and then i think i was kind of in shock watching everything else happen yeah. like you're just watching him die and it's you don't get a cutaway you don't get a no it was great it, awful obviously but great really as far as uh, right yeah and then the scene where he gets across the bridge i was like you know what bothered you? me about that what as soon as the shots start firing, the music comes up, but the music had a little bit of a like beat to it that almost sounded like shots as oh, well. Okay. So in my mind, I was thinking, he's not being shot at. There's just, there are shots being fired around him. Like, I couldn't figure it out, and that really made me angry. Oh, I just didn't like that he decided to walk on that rail of that <laughs> I did think as soon as he put his foot on it, I was like, oh, honey, oh, I'd slide down idea. that. I don't know why right. you're walking on so it. So then but. he gets into the city, and then he has that kind of a stupid moment where he busts in on the guy, and the guy kind of shoots him. I guess it hits him in his helmet, and he flies back. Yeah. Oh. Cats Somebody tearing around. Somebody just took a lap through the living room. <laughs> um, she probably dropped a deuce. You know they like to do a lap after they drop a deuce. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then. I like to do that, too. You have that great moment in when he wakes up and then the flares are flying over the city and the ruins of the city and you the music is turned mm-hmm. up it's just so beautiful. yeah that's what I that's, mean by that it was. was probably that and the cherry blossoms were probably my two favorite 
mm-hmm. moments in the movie. It's interesting, like, so I know we haven't released the the Black Hawk Down episode, but we talked we talked about Black Hawk Down mm-hmm. last weekend, and it's an entirely different kind of war movie. And I think something like that, I think it takes tremendous balls to show the chaos and um, fear and destruction of being in battle, mm-hmm. like Black Hawk Down or like a Lone Survivor or some of those movies. And this was almost the exact opposite of that. Not that you didn't have a certain amount, obviously, there of, was of chaos. chaos. But it was, all of it was just sort of Those drawn images. out in a way that made it art. Mm. And I like that, but I also really like the more true-to-life, less artistic way. It's hard, it's hard, like I... I don't know which I prefer. I almost feel like one does a disservice, even though I don't think either of them do. But they're just so different that there's something about it that troubles me. This felt more like the... So you do get a battle moment in the end, right? Where he's running that 300 yards. Even that... It's just art. That's just art, though. You so, know what I mean? By it? it's, uh, it's beautiful, but it's not... It's not a war is hell kind of no, uh, portrayal. It, it's I a No, I mean when he ran up to that one guy and they were about to like charge and he's just crying and then you're seeing all oh, those I'm not men in the trenches like any moments. I'm are... saying by and large it's a bunch of beautiful moments strung together that are designed to make you feel and make you think, but it's not just an overwhelmingly chaotic portrayal of war as hell. I don't know. To me, it was some of it was the moments in between, like in the moments in between the battles, you know, where they're just moving from place to place, where he runs in with that other group of men and he rides along with them for a while. And they're just, I feel like maybe that's a more realistic portrayal because a lot of times it is just downtime and it is just sitting around waiting and it is just waiting for orders. Like Cumberbatch's Cumberbatch's character's like, oh, I don't want to fucking open this letter because it's, it's going to tell me, like, something shit I don't want to hear and then I'm going to hear yeah. in another two weeks that strike at dawn or whatever. And you don't think so? You think no, it's no, it's not that. Time? I think, no, I, I think there are absolutely many moments of downtime. I don't feel like that's what we got in this movie, though. I don't think there no. was any downtime in here from anybody. I mean, there was some downtime. But there... Even the moments of um, where they weren't necessarily in action, they were still all reacting to war in a sort of i don't want to say stereotypical way because Mm -hmm. i don't think that that's necessarily fair but um but a a more theatrical way or a more um thoughtful way an emotional way it was about this is the kind of movie that wants you to get inside the head of somebody who has seen terrible things but it's not necessarily showing you exactly how they've felt or what they saw does it's that make following sense along. it's just following along right you're not inside his head so did you figure out so he's carrying this tin around with him and mm-hmm. i was wondering what's in the tin right i and, yeah i assumed from the beginning that it was probably a picture of someone I and then when he started his family but i didn't when he started talking to about the, as soon as he said oh it's a little girl about the baby you i was like he oh kids. he has a daughter at okay. the very least yeah so it didn't it was still sweet i mean it was a really sweet end yeah i didn't um like, so there's the moment where he turns to Blake and he says, I wish I hadn't gone home. Yeah. And I think knowing that, because I think in that moment, when you hear him say that, you feel like this is this is a young guy. We know he's a little bit older than Blake, but he's right. still a really young guy. And Blake's talking about, you know, his mom has this orchard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when he's and thinking of home. And puppies. And, right. When yeah. he's thinking of home, he's thinking of his parents. So when this other guy's talking about it, you're That's assuming he's talking about his parents too. Right. right. So I do think it was a really 
um, sweet, bittersweet it was a, turn at the end yes. to kind of relive Realize that, that he moment. Is dead. And, yeah. there, and to me, that was the big kind of perception shift in the movie was you're assuming that he's like Blake and that they're the same age pretty much and he's thinking of his... Yes, and then... And then, but they're dropping all these hints. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't see those hints the first time around. Like he looks at the doll Mm -hmm. inside of the farmhouse. I didn't see, yeah, I didn't necessarily get that. But it was, like I said, as soon as the the baby. When they're in the German bunker, he sees a photograph of two children. Yeah. And he stops and looks at it. So you're seeing all these things that he's noticing that are clues. And then you get even bigger clues, right? When he meets with the French woman and he recognizes the little girl. And um, that guy... It's George Mackay, I think is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. He was great. He was. They, every, I feel like everybody. I only know him from. Um, I had never seen him in anything. Uh, is it Captain Fantastic? He was one of the kids, but there was something else. Because when I looked him up, I was like, I know, I know him. Um, and it was something that I really liked. So, do what do you think about? Because I read then in, in the IMDb trivia that they were considering casting Tom Holland as Blake. I love Tom Holland. But so. I don't, I, I like that I didn't, sure, I didn't, rec- I, I knew Tom and Baratheon, but Tom and Baratheon wasn't a huge character in Game of Thrones. 1122, by the way, is what it was. Oh, 112263? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I guess. No, I mean, he was great. He was, he was great. I liked that they were I, people who we didn't, that I didn't really know. I would, I preferred that to having somebody who was like. I would, I, overall, I typically prefer that as well, but I feel like Tom Holland I love him and he's great, but I don't feel like he's been in so many things that he's every time I see him. Spider-Man. Yeah, but so are 12 other people. No, so I don't... Tom Holland for me will always be the guy doing the Rihanna dance on oh Lips my God. So good. That's all I care about. That's the <laughs> only so Tom good. Holland I want to see. That's the best Tom Holland of them all. <laughs> I just, I feel like he is a really good actor and yeah. I don't feel like I, and maybe it's just me. I, I'm sure there are other people who see him solely as Spider-Man. Um, but I feel like I can still see him. He's not so glued to that particular character in my mind that I would have been distracted by it. I think he still could have been, still could have been good. But I do understand what you mean. And I agree with that oftentimes. For a movie like this, I would rather, there were so many times when I watched it the first time, I didn't think so hard about how do they get this shot. But that scene where he's flying through the river, how did they film that? Hmm. I mean in a giant soundstage i don't think it was yeah you think so oh yeah yeah for sure i don't know i was like say for sure i was there um and i just felt like i mean not all of it but yeah and again just the sound and the, the 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 score um and everybody was just doing such a good job with the the little bits of time that they had on the screen yeah, and I think that's that's what I mean. That's what I'm getting at when I say it's a movie that's designed just to kind of make you feel things about war as opposed to actually witnessing it. Something like Black Hawk Down, I think the whole purpose of it is to is cause you to be a witness of it. Of it. Yeah. And something like this, it's more, we just want you to understand how horrible it is. Can you feel it? Right. I'll, I'll go ahead and say you're the expert at war movies, so... I respect your opinion. I don't know that I'm an expert. At You're that, more of an expert than me. I knew the Academy wasn't going to give <laughs> an award to a war movie. <laughs> I don't think they've done it since like 1937, 40. I don't know. For whenever, Best Picture. Yeah, whenever All Quiet on the Western Front was. I could be wrong. There might be another one in there somewhere. But Haven't seen Although it. when I said that to you, if I recall correctly, you were like, uh, Forrest Gump? <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Gump did win. 
Ryan, right? But it's not a war movie. <laughs> there's war in that movie. Yeah, there's war in every movie. Somewhere or he another. He saves Bubba. <laughs> Something jumped up and I feel hit like me in the butt. I Tops. feel like I need to see. I haven't seen that movie in at least fifteen years, and I honestly, I'm pretty sure if I watched it again, I would laugh throughout the vast majority of it. Like I remember loving it as a kid, but I really, I don't know that it holds up. I don't know. I, we should I try it. We should try it, it as a special. I think it does. Episode. Hanks doesn't go full retard, so you know it's good. I mean, true. Forrest's Forrest's first orgasm. <laughs> I, just, I don't know man <laughs> the first time that uh my sister and i it was the only time we went to washington dc with my parents and we went to the mall where like the washington monument they've got yeah. like the the big the pool or whatever and we were yelling at each other forest jenny like i'm sure no other children have ever done that we didn't before. run into the water but my mom thought it was really cute <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is a fun movie. I, I haven't seen it. It's one of those things where it's like it's on cable and you watch it. And yeah, it's just yeah. been so long. It's been and honestly, I that was like prime Tom Hanks. For, I was in love with Apollo thirteen. I don't yeah, know what don't, it was about I, that. movie. I've probably seen it. I just don't care about it. I don't know what it was about that movie, but I just fucking loved it so much. And then, um, speaking of war movies, yeah, Saving Private Ryan. It's so Shaving good. Ryan's private. No, you're so, gonna watch it, and you're gonna you're gonna. I'm gonna come feel bad about saying that, and you're gonna be like, Lindsay, why did you make me watch that? So, <laughs> but it's so good. So, what what is your favorite war movie? Oh, uh, I th- I think probably Saving Private Ryan. I um no, and it's Tom Hanks. Who else is in that? Uh, well, Matt Damon is Private Ryan. Um, Giovanni Ribisi uh oh what's his name he's always in independent movies he likes casting connie Britton, which i think is great and he's like a it's like guido independent movies oh he's so cute that too. doesn't mean anything that doesn't help to you me. guido independent movies yeah 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 is that that's the name how of I, a company that's how i feel about it yeah that's like this Jeez. is company's name it could be ed G- burns ed, ed burns, burns. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you lost me. Big obviously, time. When, you obviously. know who I think of. You know what I think of when I think of Ed Burns. Tom Sizemore. Okay, all right. Not related to Ed Burns, but yeah. But what I think of the movie I think of when I think of Ed Burns, don't kill me. Twenty seven dresses. That how is that what you think? <laughs> because of? that's like the only Ed Burns movie that I know. Leah. Uh huh. He. Uh, okay. Anyway. I don't know. Like you've never seen the Brothers McMullen. No, I don't. I uh-huh. don't understand. No. Nope. Nope. Oh my god. He's boring. I don't care about him. Vin Diesel. Is in Saving Private Ryan? Yep. He's not a huge um character, but he's there. So that's it's, your it's fa- a great ensemble cast. That's your favorite war movie. I think so. I I love Black Hawk Down. It's why we did an episode on it. Um Lone Survivor was great. Obviously, that's a much more recent one as well. Um the All Quiet on the Western Front the 1970s version, I guess, sticks out in my mind more just because I had seen it more recently. How do you feel about Torah, Torah, Torah? <sighs> I mean, I was made to watch it. I think I was made to watch it, too. Um, right up there with Bridge on the River. That's Quiet. exactly what I was going <laughs> to say. Don't give a fuck. 
good. There's, I'm like, why are we, Mr. Fleer, why are we watching this There's movie? an era of war movies, uh, primarily 60s and 70s movies, <laughs> that I have seen a great many of them because my father loves them, but it's uh, it's a different field. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah, it's not for me. So, so thinking about 1917. Yeah. What were the moments, were you emotional at all? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't cry. Um, but I definitely You cold hearted bitch. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I It's I fine. I didn't cry the first time I saw cool. it either, yeah. so um I think I I knew as soon as he turned around and saw that Blake was stabbed. You knew he was gonna die. I had a brief moment of oh, well it's just these two characters, so obviously he's gonna be fine for like a fraction of a moment. And then he kind of stumbled and fell, and I was like, Uh-oh. oh, shit, I think they're doing something here. <laughs> I think they're trying to do something here outside the box. And then he started going really pale, which I thought was great, because that isn't something you typically see in mm-hmm. movies, um, that actual uh, portrayal of blood loss. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, this isn't looking good, guys. <laughs> so It would have been great if you were in the theater, you were like, oh, shit, this isn't looking good, guys. I can't. <laughs> You. you know the, the episode of friends when they switch books and like rachel has to read the shining uh-huh. and joey has to read um little women and they talk about how when it starts when things start to look bad they put the book in the freezer mm-hmm. i have those thoughts all the time when i'm like watching something or reading something and it's not looking good mm-hmm. i immediately flash to joey walking in and going <laughs> i think we need to put it in the freezer <laughs> So there was a moment of freezer, freezer. I actually, um, so yeah, I actually closed my eyes a few times during that. The first time I watched it straight through, but I think I was just in shock. I'm like, I couldn't believe it. You mean like during his during death the scene? death? Yeah, but in this time around, I was like closing my eyes because it's hard to watch. Yeah, no, it definitely was. I really, I think one of my favorite parts was of the movie as a whole is when he asks if he's dying and he takes a moment and tells him yeah i think you are um which is something you really don't expect him to say and i think it was such a if we're looking at it from the perspective of let's these are real characters you know so not as a storytelling device or what have you um i feel like as a person that's such a brave thing to do yeah says a lot about that kid or that 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 man yeah that he would say that Um, Um, and i think it definitely shows that he's seen a lot of death as well yeah. I mean he was so the, he, he was the experienced one in this. Right, right, journey, exactly. Right? And I think that shows that he he knows and he understands that it's going to be better for him to know and be able to get out what he needs to get out than for me to just lie to him and and just let him go. I really like the moment too when he's on the river and then he has that moment of like he goes under and he comes back mm-hmm. and then he gets out and he has to crawl across those bodies and that's the only time he's just like so he breaks down yeah. for a minute. And then he hears this sound and he goes yeah. to hear the singing. You didn't like that? I liked it. I liked it in that it fit in with the beautiful movie, mm-hmm. but it felt very. Okay, two things. <laughs> two issues I had with it was just one... go ahead and shit all over the No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to shit at the moment. I just, Leah, I just had a big burger, so I got a lot of <laughs> shit inside me, so I'm just going to go for it. Uh, no, no. The first, the first thing is okay, the first issue I have. <laughs> isn't really an issue so much as it just made me laugh i feel like if i had been through everything that he had just been through and i clawed my way out of water 
and uh, dead bodies on, and dead bodies and then i started hearing that voice singing that song all i could think is like oh fuck it's like the whale and jenny's there's there fairies <laughs> out here and they're singing my death oh my god this is me going under <laughs> and then the next thought i had when we actually saw what was going on was like fucking come on i'm not saying that like it's a bit didn't much. or couldn't happen you know sure but yeah it, it was very much i felt a stylistic choice as opposed to a quality storytelling stelly quality storytelling choice yeah did you like it took me out a little bit final run down the field yeah that was great yard run that was great yeah in the trivia it says he tripped over those guys and they didn't plan it yeah i believe it i mean it looked real so before i'm sure they probably told them just run and if you fall just get back up right and it sounds like they were i feel like he was lucky he didn't take a bayonet in the spleen he rehearsed for months they were to run for months. i feel like they i've rehears- been rehearsing to <laughs> run for years and i still they suck. rehearsed for the movie for months multiple people rehearsed um and i know so before i saw this movie the, the things that i saw out in the world they were showing a side by side of that clip along with a clip from the truck where they're actually everybody's in the truck where they're filming mm-hmm. so you could see like from a, their perspective a, yeah like what it looked like from the people who were actually shooting it was really neat to see that side yeah. by side and that Truthful. The sets on this, my God! I mean, what did they said they dug over like almost a mile's worth of trenches? It was unbelievable. I can't. I didn't look up. I didn't see how much it cost. But yeah, or the cost- money and time and everything. Like, the costuming, was- the makeup, and to think about the continuity. So when I the yeah. first time I watched it, I was well, really intent on the continuity because I was looking for where they like cut together the different takes to create this one long take effect. Um, and I think I did read in the trivia too, like the shortest take was maybe like 39 and the longest was like eight and something, some change minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the shortest was 39 seconds and the yeah. longest was eight and some change uh, minutes. And I was looking for continuity issues and I think it was easier to that see. Must, that makes me sad for you. <laughs> just that's watch just the who movie. I am. <laughs> and that's just, but I was, it was a bigger screen and it was easier to see the detail on the screen. And there was definitely a moment after they come out of the collapsed um, bunker mm-hmm. um, and they're all covered in dust and stuff. There was a moment where you could see where the cut happened and the dust wasn't quite as the same as it had been in the previous moment. And I was like, I got you. I got you. That. Okay. But it's really hard to see it. Like on the screen tonight, I yeah. didn't notice it. So. I, just, I don't care about that shit. But you, you know, put a beautiful voice singing alone in the woods. And you're for like, no this is fucking bullshit. Exactly. This isn't real. That's what I'm like, you lost me. <laughs> I, I hear you about like it's the, the artistic flair of. Yeah. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing either. Mm-hmm. It's just, and honestly, I think. The older I get, the less appreciation I have for that, and the more I, the more realism you want it I to want. Be, like, and I don't need, real. yeah. And I don't know that maybe it's a phase too. You mm-hmm. know, maybe ten years from now, Let's I won't want to see any it. of the grittiness. I'll just want to see the beauty. But, oh, but it, uh, this like so it opens on him sitting in a tree. It closes on him sitting in a tree. You see it coming too because there's this tree out in the field oh, yeah. where he's going. Yeah. The other which thing- actually kind of bugged me just because of the obviousness of it that you see a lone tree and you're like. He's gonna go sit by that tree, even though, even though he was told to go eat and have his wounds looked at by two superiors. It's just like Forrest Gump and the feather. Starts with a feather, ends with a feather. Oh my gosh. Yeah, just like Dumbo. Starts with a feather, ends with a feather, right? Now I'm gonna have to watch Forrest Gump. Oh dear. 
um what was it that you were oh robin hood <laughs> i was just i was just thinking to myself like yes leah you should definitely go rewatch another movie that from you've the seen 90s. a million times uh, from the 90s. robin hood prince of three thieves kevin costner but really i'm here for alan rickman and i will no, i get that continue to watch the super cut of all of his great lines from that movie <laughs> Oh, we shouldn't talk about it because I'm just going to get into like a tangent. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that tree that apparently everybody was pissing on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Justin crew were pissing, pissing on the entire time. And then he used so to remind you when him. I read that, it reminded me of uh, Midsommar. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, when he pissed on the, <laughs> goes the, out the, the ancestral on. tree yes, where they exactly. put the people's ashes. Well, like, that guy got what was coming like, to guys, him. guys, keep your dick in your pants. <laughs> Have some respect. Fuck. <laughs> that movie is so fucked up. True. Yeah. The, I don't, yeah. I think for me, the big, like, I like the artistic aspects of it. And I like that it was all kind of, that it was all supposed to be one take. And I really liked the score. I, like, I'm into it. So I don't like more movies and I didn't think, that I would like this movie, but I didn't realize going in. Do you in, really not like well, any war movies? I mean, fuck. you haven't seen. I, the, I know we have. So obviously you didn't, you now have seen Black Rock Down, but I put that on the list because you haven't seen it. And I haven't seen Saving Ryan. Saving Private Ryan is on the list. Saving you, you were confused about Black Hawk Down actually being Courage Under Fire. So, so I, I haven't, haven't seen Courage seen Under Fire. Um, I have seen Born on the Fourth of July. Do you count that? I do. I I really liked Born on the Fourth of July. You know what? I haven't seen it in many years. I saw it when I was really young, and the only part that I actually remember is Tom Cruise in a wheelchair yelling "penis." Yeah, that's that's a a memorable part. God, it was really affecting. But you, I mean, you mentioned Bridge on the River Kwai. You've seen Apocalypse Now, right? Yes, and I've seen Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, which. I feel like those two are pitted against each other. I'm an Apocalypse Now fan like more so jacket, than Full Metal But I also like weird shit. Um, you haven't seen The Hurt Locker because we talked about nope, Jeremy nope, Renner. Nope. <laughs> you were like, Rah. nope. I don't know. I mean, there have been a lot of other shitty movies too, of course, but it's just, uh, it's not really one for that action and, and glory. Yeah, I've seen Glory. That glory was one, one of my, I, we glory were made one to of my absolute top yeah. favorite. Um, haven't seen sure. what's the one Civil War that, that there's like a series, the blue and the gray, maybe? Are you talking about Gettysburg? No. There's one I feel like that has Patrick Swayze in it. Oh, uh North and South. Yeah. Okay. Blue and Gray, North and South. What? Right. North and South is I mean, it's like a melodrama, but it's kinda great. I think I might have seen The Patriot. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I have a hard time referring to the patriot as a, a war, war movie. I mean, I guess it is a war movie, but it it's, is. you know, kind of schlocky, but so good, and Jason Isaacs. Heath Ledger. Well, yeah. Mel Gibson. Yeah, I mean, Mel Gibson's there. Okay, I saw this movie with Mel Gibson's son in it. Yeah, I don't know. I his think son. his name is Milo. Okay. Oh, dude. It was real dumb. Um, <laughs> I don't doubt I'm gonna look that it up. at all. But I'm trying to Pearl think. Pearl Harbor. Uh, Talk okay. about the worst fucking so war movie ever. I haven't seen Pearl Harbor all the way through because it's awful and I really don't like Ben You Affleck, know what though? But I do love jo- Josh Hartnett. You should watch it because it's horrible. <laughs> Milo Gibson. Milo Gibson. Milo Gibson in this movie called Breaking and Exiting. Man, this is a t- deep tangent. 
Harry, a charming house thief, gets more than he bargains for during an attempted burglary when he stumbles upon Daisy and decides to save her from herself, sending both of them into a darkly comedic journey of self-discovery and love. She's trying to kill herself. She's, like, in the tub. She's taking a bunch of pills and she's drinking wine. And he, like, rescues her. But he's actually there to, like steal it's so stupid and he's just a terrible actor don't i just amazon prime do you remember that movie with it was it was lily sobieski and chris here on earth yes here on earth yes chris klein i saw that movie in the theater and i remember no like not on purpose i mean whoever Mm -hmm. i was with wanted to go and it was like yeah sure whatever and uh i remember the scene where she was hiding in the bathtub like that for some reason it was raining and they were playing hide and seek Mm. and like she went to hide in the bathtub and he got all upset and i turned to my friend julie and i was like his mom probably like slid her wrist in the tub or something (laughs) was that really what happened yes oh no i have never laughed that hard in a movie (laughs) in my life did you write that movie it was the theater was packed i got so many dirty looks (laughs) like i literally crumpled on the floor laughing so which was disgusting by the way to be on a theater floor <laughs> oh, oh I my god you're gonna say it's disgusting to laugh at suicide but no that was the yeah. funniest movie i've ever seen in my life i've never seen that <laughs> it's, and it's i refuse I will not so watch it. awful it sounds stupid it was so awful i'm so glad lily sobieski doesn't do anything anymore she has an interesting look doesn't she uh, well, I mean, she and always just looked voice. like a young Helen Hunt. I think she looks kind of like an But alien. she always seemed like a real cunt. Yeah, she seems a little stuck up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But. And Chris Klein, I always thought he was funny looking. Um, And then he just, his hairline was receding so quickly. I mean, I can't hold that against him, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. He was really funny. It was the 90s. Was a, they were a weird time for, like, hunks. Um, <laughs> like the, I, I like, like the word hung. The young, <laughs> the young men of the 90s were uh, a disparate group of, of hunks. Okay. Like Josh Hartnett was, I, didn't, I never found him attractive. And Chris Klein I never found attractive. Nah, and okay, I don't like, I, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a weird time. Oh, weird tangent. Yeah, sorry. Milo, anyway. Milo Gibson, you should you should all Google that. Yeah, that's what you go back to from the tangent. So yeah. Well, okay. So I guess you know what else I I do like about this. Um, did you see Dunkirk? No, and I know people are saying that Dunkirk is better than this. Oh no, I I liked this more than Dunkirk. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, Please I, regale us. Um, I didn't dislike Dunkirk at all. I just, I think Dunkirk was more, uh, it was about the battle. It was more military strategy, which is good and interesting and everything. But I did appreciate this journey more. I enjoyed mm. watching this more. Interesting. Um, but w- what I was really going to say is just, I, I feel like we don't have as many, and maybe this is sort of an ethnocentric kind of thing, but we don't often have or accept um movies from the perspective of a different nation there you go so the uh was it april it was april 6th right april, april 6th 6, 1917 that's the day that the u.s, the US entered. entered the war yeah but there's no talk about the u.s it's got nothing to do with the u.s it's all from the british perspective and it's world war one nobody knows anything about world war one kids today are fucking morons they don't know if i say franz ferdinand to somebody they're gonna be like oh yeah like the band oh this is cool whatever <laughs> bunch of fucktards so anyway, I think it's great <laughs> that we actually do. And I think it's great that, that Sam Mendes did that. Um, I would love to 
pay homage and 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 if I were ever lucky enough to become a true storyteller to tell the story of how my grandfather experienced World War II. So I think it's great that he took his grandfather's personal story. stories and mm-hmm. yeah and tried to kind of create this again beautiful mm-hmm. is kind of the word that pops to mind um homage to that. I think the only war movies that I do enjoy watching are ones where we're at war with like an alien race. <laughs> so okay. like, you know, Independence Day. Like an Independence Day, Day sure. What's the one where the aliens have the blue light? The um, blue light? Yeah, it's got Donald Faison in it. Um, what are you talking really, about? It's really, really bad. Um, what about like War of the Worlds or? War of the Worlds I've seen. I Okay, I liked War of the Worlds actually, even though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it. Um, Skyline. Skyline, We're yeah. We're at war with an alien race. I never saw Skyline. I haven't seen Independence Day Resurgence because I'm not I an did. idiot. You and did? It was, I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't pay for it or anything. That had Mike and Monroe, or Mike and Monroe, I thought. Did Maybe. I really don't remember anything remember about it other than it was bad. Um, didn't, didn't care for it. I mean, it I had Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. And it did have makeup. The Mike sad and Monroe. Hemsworth. Monroe. The sad Hemsworth. Well, I mean, a sad, like, I'm sad when I see you instead of Chris. Sorry, Liam. Oh, I like Liam. And honestly, if I had to pick, I'd probably pick him before I'd pick Chris. That's fair, because I'd fight you for Chris. You can have him. Cool. He's too perfect. Eh. I doubt it. There is such a thing. I doubt it. There is such a thing. If I got close enough, trust me, if anybody can find flaws, it's me. Uh (laughs) Let me in, Chris Hemsworth. I will find your flaws. So, yeah. Uh, I really, I mean, I'm glad I saw 1917 again. I, I'm glad that you liked it. Um, I, I keep thinking about, like, the whole, like, everything that happens, the first time it was so intense. The second time around was a little bit of a different experience because I knew it was coming. Um, and it was really weird to think that I was, want, like, wanting to cut away. Um, and it's also weird to me that the audience didn't react as much to that. Was, there were more people in that theater than I think were in the theater than when I saw it the first time. Mm-hmm. And everybody was laughing at Andrew Scott the first time. At least I thought. So it was interesting to me. I don't me. know. I mean, I think I only laughed out loud maybe, maybe once or twice. Maybe towards the end but when I he still made like, a really was funny great. face. Yeah. yeah. He's incredible. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. I'm, I'm glad it met your... High standard for war movies. War movie approval. So yeah. We should definitely do more of these like very special episodes. I think. Yeah. We saw something we were talking about. Tenet. Tenet. Yes. Yeah. Because that looks like a lot of fun. And you revealed to me that that is Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington. That's right. And I'm like. Former St. Louis Ram. What? We had every opportunity to get to know him. He trained like four miles from here. I don't think he looks like like his dad at all. I can see a little bit, but... He's yeah. so much better looking than his dad, too. I don't understand your thing with, like, not thinking Denzel's gorgeous. I don't get I it. don't... Not, he's not my... No. Leo. I, I don't understand. No. But, man, his son is good looking. I mean, and yes. probably more my <laughs> age. Um, <laughs> no, he's uh, just a few years younger than us, yeah, I think. he was cute. So that'll be a fun one to watch. Um, I'm sure there's other stuff coming out. What was it? We saw the preview for A Quiet Place... Oh yeah, the sequel that looks Which like I do fun. Really want to that see, looks yeah. like a a good one. And um, Emma, Emma, you you were really excited about. <laughs> I, I, said it, I said I it. was like it's a horny dude, movie. 
You know what that I have is? never seen more white people in <laughs> one like 30 second time slot in my life. You know, and I mean white people. You know who that movie's missing? Like I look ethnic compared to them. <laughs> you know who that movie's missing? Timothy Chalamet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of white. <laughs> Could you imagine Timmy playing the main character from this movie? Which no. you wouldn't believe it because you could just snap <laughs> no. him in half like a twig. He's so little. That's true. He would have easily been able to carry him to the medical outpost. Yeah. His life may have been <laughs> saved. You know, I never liked the guy, like Rob Stark. I just didn't like the did character. You know I did. He was so vanilla. He wasn't the best. Yeah, he wasn't the best character. But I also read the books, so you get a little bit more of him. Okay, but, but he made some really bad choices. He did. But when he, when in that fairness, guy, he's a kid. That's true. But when that guy showed up in this movie, I was like, yeah. You know, I the later guy. seasons, not that he made it to the later, later seasons, but yeah. the later seasons of his life, mm-hmm. he he was looking kind of hot to me. Like, not starting out, I wasn't there for it, but right before he bought it, I was like, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Never. He was too vanilla. But I was really, it made me so happy to see him. Um, just, like, I'm, I'm not sad that Game of Thrones is over. Because it ran its course, um, and those last two seasons were hard to watch. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was the, definitely, the last season especially was just like, just get us through it. Yeah. But I have a lot of feelings about that show, and a lot of like. You know, I started rewatching it again over the summer, and then I just kind of stopped. I made it through season one, and I think I started, I started watching some, oh, Deadwood. I started watching Deadwood, and then some other stuff too, so I kind of forgot about it. But man, rewatching it, even as starting out rewatching it, it's so good. The first few seasons it's especially incredible. are so yeah. good. But I just, I, like if if the guy who plays Littlefinger ever shows up in anything else, it, I'm going to be happy about it. He's been in other stuff, for sure. Right. I and, saw um, him in something not too long ago. You know, and there are always going to be those characters to me. He's, like that guy's always going to be Rob Stark. Yeah. And, and fucking Sansa pretending to be like an X-Man. Come on, I'm not going to buy that shit. I think they're really the only person or character in that show that i just couldn't stand and didn't care about was fucking daenerys targaryen yeah i don't know what it was about her why did everybody like her so i don't know because she felt so blank to me all the time and honestly it was a flat character in the books i i actually disliked her more in the books she was very immature which in fairness she was supposed to be like 14 or something so it makes sense for her to be immature um but i glossed over so many of her chapters because her storyline too just kind of it doesn't seem like it should have been boring because she was exploring this whole these whole other worlds right. but for whatever she reason she had dragons motherfucker yeah it just didn't it didn't work no, for i didn't me. like her i was glad. i feel like she was looking for the wrong things i think that was a big part of it i feel like the starks you know it's all about family and homeland mm-hmm. and with her it was like she didn't really have any she family was a tyrant. she was she was a tyrant I, I yeah i don't know She was just kind of a spoiled brat who felt like she should get back home and get her, you know, rights. And then she kept falling in love with men along the way, but not really falling in love with them. And it was just, I just didn't give a shit. Give me Arya instead. Yeah, Arya's great. Yeah, that's a story arc I can get into. But anyway. And Jamie and Brienne and all of them. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, so it made No. Not Jamie and Brienne, but You didn't like that? No. Whatever. I'm here for it. Ugh. No. Why can we not just have like a nice non-romantic <laughs> relationship? Men and women don't have to fuck. They can be friends. Arya had plenty of like her and the Hound were just friends. They didn't fuck. That barely counts. Did you expect her to fuck him? 
I mean, the only guy she'd met who was like close to her age, she did end up fucking. <laughs> well, I guess she did know Popeye too. <laughs> that was an awkward cutscene. <laughs> Hot uh somebody needs oh, to make yeah. that um let's not let's i guess she did end up fucking was it gendry yeah gendry yeah. barf peter dinklage oh my god i, I just love him so much have you seen the station agent no oh it's so good ask me more my I man bobby cannavale oh. oh you do yeah what i got a real hard on for him something the other day that he showed up in oh <laughs> the other guys let's <laughs> putting that on you are the worst <laughs> shit. I've seen that one, but there was a scene where it's like a therapy for cops who've shot people. And yeah, Cannavale yes, I know what you're talking about. He's like, and then I fucking, you know, he's just like telling the story. <laughs> like, he's not, he doesn't feel bad about it. And they're all like cheering him on. And the therapist is just like, oh. Okay. He's just the best. He's the best. He's the best fucking wild card you, you can know, have. And he's married to Rose Byrne. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. They're, I kind of love them both I'm more now. That is real. Let me let me fact check myself, but because she's great too. Yeah. Now I would very much like to be part of their dinner party. You want to hang out with them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if either of you are listening, would you please invite me to a dinner party? I promise to bring or something other than deviled eggs. Aren't married? But I Did just... you just fuck with my emotions right now? <laughs> I... Hold on. Rose Byrne. I can't believe you just lied to me like that. Hold on. Hold on. It's coming up in Google. I can't believe you just did that to me. Yes, they're together. I just don't think that they're married. But as of December 19th, there's an article in Vanity Fair about them. Okay, so they might still have um, a dinner party. They've been dating. They have a child named Rocco Robin Cannavale. <laughs> and they also named, welcomed a son in 2017 named Rafa. Rafa and Rocco? <laughs> So, sounds yeah, like a super fun house. They're a thing. Oh, and the, the first one was born in February 2016, and the second one was November 2017. Hey. They didn't waste no time. Hey. They're Irish twins. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, Rose Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> She's in for it. So, yeah. No, they are. That's a cute couple. All right. So, 1917. <laughs> yes. So, to close. 1917. Word that comes to mind. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's tragic. It's well acted. It's got the hot priest. It's got the It hot won priest. the Academy Award for Best Picture. It has Benedict Cumberbatch. You have to bite it. You have to bite it. You have to bite it. Um, it didn't it win. Didn't it didn't fucking win. It didn't win. Um, but it did win some Academy Awards. Like best and eventually I'm going to actually watch Parasite and I'll probably love it. I'm not at all down on, yeah, on that. Maybe I think it'll I be good. Well, and you have Snowpiercer's on the list, so... Snowpiercer I mm-hmm. Snowpiercer on the list. So I fucking Bong love Jun-ho it. Ho was already that's right. represented He's, in the list. That's absolutely true. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this very special episode. It's still late, and we will see you guys later. The movie virgins. Hey people, this is Leah. Um, thanks for listening. As always, we hope you enjoyed this the second very special episode that we have released where we we record immediately after having seen the movie. Now, we did stop at Five Guys on the way home after we saw this movie because we had to eat something in order to have sustenance and, and energy and calories in our bodies to talk as much as we flap our jaws on this show. Um, so anyway, thank you again for listening. We really appreciate you. Wherever you're listening on whatever platform, we would love it if you would subscribe 
rate us, and please, we'd, we'd really appreciate it if you would write us a review, whether you loved it or hated it or whatever that we want to hear from you. You can also find us on Twitter at MovieVirginsPod if you want to engage with us there. If you follow us, we'll happily follow you back. Um, and next week, we'll be releasing an episode, another war movie, one of Lindsay's favorites, but not apparently her absolute favorite, which is Saving Private Ryan. We recently recorded an episode on Black Hawk Down, which is a really fucked up war movie where a lot of fucked up shit happens, and I was really, really, really disturbed by it and so grateful for Lindsay having picked it um, so that I could then have to watch it. Um, but that's okay because I'm definitely going to be picking some some doozies for her to watch in the future. So um, I'll get her back. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, folks. So anyway, uh, thanks again for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you again next time. One last thing. The music in this episode was written and performed by Melissa Powers.